The first time I met Alex Kaznoff, he was playing keys for Dawes. I really enjoyed his work on the Dawes album Nothing Is Wrong. Shortly after, he left the band to pursue his own project, Harriet. Harriet released their EP Tell the Right Story, and I love this EP so much, I nearly wore it out. Then in 2016, Harriet released the long-awaited debut full-length record, American Appetite. The album immediately became my favorite record of that year, and in no time became one of my favorite records ever. And now it's safe to say, Harriet has become one of my favorite bands. Welcome to All Your Favorite Bands. I'm your host, Jeff Lamort. On this edition, I talk with Alex Kasnoff, vocalist and keyboardist of Harriet. Alex discusses his musical influences, Harriet's record American Appetite, and his love of making music videos. But first, he talks about his first musical memory. Um, I mean, my dad was a singer. Um, he was in Broadway plays, so he was always singing around the house. And I started taking piano lessons when I was five and just used it as my, uh, when I was be- having tantrums as a little kid, you know, just like you pound away on the piano. Yeah. Yeah. What was the first band or artist that you really got into? I mean, stuff my dad was playing when I was young, uh, he played Graceland all the time. That was okay. probably, because my name's Alex, so he would always sing, we would always sing You Can Call Me Al, like that uh. was the song, you know? <laughs> um, but, I mean, the first band that I really got into that was putting out records at my time was probably Radiohead. I think I heard you describe Harriet's sound before as Paul Simon backed by Radiohead. That's it wasn't my idea. <laughs> it's, that's like a very lofty claim, but somebody who uh, one of our producers, Tony Berg, mm-hmm. said that about one of our songs. We were like, "Whoa, that's the coolest thing ever." I hope so. Which song is that? It was a bent. That's a really cool compliment. Yeah. Talking about Radiohead, what do you think of their new record? Have you um, heard it? I love a lot of it. I love uh-huh. a lot of it. I love the first couple tracks. Um, I love Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. I mean, I think there's a lot of beautiful stuff on it. I'm not sure. I, I don't think it's their best record, but no, I think no. it's. But I think it's really pretty. It is. I really liked Burn the Witch. Burn the Witch is amazing. Yeah, yeah it's so cool. It's so cool how it keeps building and never stops. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Do you say your favorite is? I mean, my favorite is Hail to the Thief, just mm-hmm. because it came out at a very important time for me, which was right when I was starting to smoke pot and get into music yeah. in high school. And I went to, that was like my first really big concert by myself without my parents um, on that tour. And that sort of solidified just watching it. It was so magical. And at that point when I was, I feel like, much more impressionable and the people in bands were still gods. And, you know, uh, so that's probably my favorite just nostalgia-wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I love... Kid A and Amnesiac and OK Computer. And yeah, I could never get Rainbows. into Kid A right away. It took me a long time, probably like college. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love that record. It's a great um, record. I think all of us in the band are pretty interested in, I mean, obviously, I think we write pop songs, but interested in sort of the soundscapey experiments and textures that they come up with. And mm-hmm. I mean, Wilco is also... One of my—I mean, I've seen more Wilco concerts than any other band. They're one of my favorites too. I remember going to see the documentary that I'm trying to break your heart yeah. documentary, and then going to buy right at Virgin next door, Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, and just listening to that for a year straight. It's just that good. Yankee Hotel Foxtrot is one of the best things that I've ever heard. Going back to your influences, mm-hmm. you were in Dawes and Papa. Mm-hmm. So how did that work? 
as an influence to you, just kind of not being the songwriter or the, the front man? I mean, it does. It taught me how to sing. I mean, having to do those harmonies every night and um, listen to people, I think it helped me a lot. Uh, Papa was just, you know, playing with friends and um, a little more punk rock. And I find it very suffocating to be trapped in one genre for too long. I mean, in the car, we, like, switch between hip-hop, soul, punk, post-punk, rock, electronic, yeah. everything, you know, classical music. And I think we all just grew up sort of in, like, the mixtape generation where you were burning CDs for your car and you would... Oh, for sure. Know, ...and shuffle on your iPod. I mean, yeah. as much... I mean, I love listening to records, but I think that's sort of just the generation we come from. Well, I think with, with your record, it definitely has a good mixture of all that and it still plays out as a record yeah thanks that's what we try to do yeah because I mean my favorite uh, which is obviously a lot of people's but the Beatles to me mm -hmm. like, like especially since they had multiple songwriters they went to so many different places on the record and yeah. that's why I think they're so listenable and I think there's a lot of records that are really great but I start to feel like trapped by them by like this one emotion this like if it's a sad record it starts to feel overwhelming or if it's a happy record it starts to feel like annoying and yeah. uh, like it's hitting you on the head and um, so I like things that go to a lot of different places. So what's your favorite Beatles record? It's changed a lot of times. Yeah. Um, the last, I haven't listened to them in a couple months I don't think, but the last one that was my favorite was probably Abbey Road, but the first record that I loved by them was Revolver. Um, Sgt. Pepper's has been my favorite before. I mean, they're... I, I do mean, the same yeah. thing. I use, usually it's Abbey Road, but yeah. then like the White Album and... It's never been Let It Be, although I do love some of the songs on Let It Be. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's got the title track, Across the Universe, Get Back, I Me Mine. A lot of great stuff on there. So aside from the Beatles, I know you're also a big fan of Randy Newman. How was he an influence on your music? I mean, you know, I don't know that the songs sound like Randy Newman, mm -hmm. but for me, lyrically, he's, uh, like, my favorite. Just because of the way he speaks from characters' voices who aren't his, and yeah. a lot of times uses unreliable narrators um, in, like, Rednecks, and uh, I just think he's amazing. The way he, he balances humor and emotion and... And yeah. humor is so hard to work into popular music. It is, without yeah. being very cheesy. Yeah. So with your songwriting style, too, you use a lot of characters as well as yourself, obviously. Mm -hmm. So how do you find the line between those two? Um, I mean, I sort of think a lot of times I feel like people assume that every songwriter is just talking from their own voice. Mm -hmm. But writers oftentimes write things that are autobiographical, quote-unquote, but it's often embellished or changed to make the story work. And I just think that I work more from that kind of uh, a perspective. It's whatever's going to make the song the best. It doesn't have to be true because you can work it into your body and your performance that you believe it. And so it's more just about telling whatever the story should be for that song. And mm -hmm. um, I think there are definitely a lot of truthful things, but... Um, I don't think I'm always the most interesting person. There are people who have more interesting lives than me, so it's, it's, like, it's nice to be able to expand that and talk from other people's heads. American Appetite is you getting into the head of Jeffrey Skilling, at least from the Enron documentary. And I know you've talked about this before. Uh -huh. But what about a song like Memento Mori that seems like it's a murder ballad or a murder song? Or about murder. It is. It yeah. was, honestly... <laughs> so I'm, I'm hoping that's not autobiographical, right? No, I mean, it was a way that... Uh, 
it was um, it was just me and my girlfriend had a fight and it was a way that I could murder her in a song without murdering her in real life yeah um, <laughs> and, and she knows that and she liked it I don't know it's better than doing yeah. her life um, yeah no I mean it was just uh, it, I was listening to a lot of murder ballads like Tom Waits and uh, uh, the uh, Leuven Brothers and like uh, just there's one Elvis Costello song that's this really I forget what its name is but it's an amazing murder ballad and I just wanted to write a murder ballad and I wanted to do it from a first person perspective so it's a great way to close out the album too yeah so about the songs that didn't make the album mm -hmm. you had several of them how did you choose what was going to make it on there because like songs like Heavy Petting and I Get Scared are fantastic songs thank you I'm sure it's hard to just say like oh these aren't going to make it I think we just listened to the record and found that it was hard to get through in one sitting. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that I naturally write things a lot in this mid-tempo range, and so there were all these kind of slow songs one after another. And it wasn't that we didn't like those songs or didn't feel proud of them, but it just felt, the record felt lighter and more on its feet when we took them off. Okay. And um, I Get Scared, where you talk yeah. about commitment issues, I would say, mm -hmm. or... Or anxiety. Mm -hmm. So is that something that you you deal with in a lot of your songs? Yeah. Or I mean, every day. Yeah, just like commitment to life yeah. is hard. So yeah, I think everyone that I know has has anxiety and is yeah, de deals with that. I so. would agree with that. Yeah. Um, one time, uh, Lior Cohen, who's the head of uh, big record labels and stuff, mm -hmm. I don't know why he decided that we were this band that he wanted to maybe like court but he took me to dinner and said what are you afraid of and I was like everything <laughs> and he was like, like I was like what are you afraid of and he said nothing and I think he was wow. telling the truth but I really like your guys music videos do you come up with the ideas or present the ideas for those different ones happen different ways uh, definitely always involved uh, I love my first love is probably movies I mean that's I think a big part of my songwriting processes and part of why I like to write as characters is because I mm -hmm. wish I was a screenwriter not a songwriter <laughs> um, and so getting in other people's heads and um, creating characters for the music videos and stuff that you know, we want to make like character actor songs you take acting lessons yeah and you can totally tell from the the music videos too yeah no I love it it's yeah. the best yeah and I, I think it's a big part of songwriting for me because even if the song is about myself, I feel like before I did that, I would have 12 hours to finish the song because I wouldn't be feeling that emotion anymore. And now it's easier to go back and access that feeling again and, and then also try to access other characters and stuff. It's hard to do it in a way that, because I don't want it to be too theatrical. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to figure that out. But, you know, I don't want it to sound like Broadway songs. But <laughs> but I think it is interesting to, to do that and try and create characters and from different perspectives. So Yeah. And in the music videos. You know. It feels, like, very official. When you release a music video, it's like, that's a single. Yeah, no way. They got a music video for it. So what's your songwriting process like? Usually it's sort of like a... Uh, snowball rolling on itself it's like the song inspires itself so I'll sit down at the piano and I'll be singing and there'll be a melody and then all of a sudden it will start forming into gibberish and then into words and then I'll hear like a word and then I'll be like wait what is this and then I'll start writing um, and it's like chipping away at a block a sculptor or something you know so like each time you start getting more specific and more specific I don't usually 
come up with anything good if I try to write a song about something, but it's like what it's about starts to reveal itself and then you keep editing away until it becomes more clear and defined. For me, that's how it's worked. Thanks so much for doing this. Yeah, man. My thanks to Alex Kaznoff. And for all other information on Harriet, visit harrietmusic.com. Until next time, I'm Jeff Lamord. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.